1: Welcome, welcome, and hello, everyone, to episode number 75 of the Stardom Cast. I hope everybody's having a great day. I hope everybody's having a great week from when I last checked in on you from the last time we met to talk about all things Stardom. If you're having a bad day or bad week or bad few hours, let's turn that frown upside down in a positive manner as for the next hour or so, so, we will be talking about what I believe is truly the best wrestling company in the world, Stardom. I am your host, Matt Turner, and today we will be reviewing nights three and four of the already fantastic and critically acclaimed five-star Grand Prix 2022. Before we do that, we have some news, but before we get into the news, I want to uh, give a shout out to my good buddy, Norm, very good buddy of mine, a mentor of mine, someone that's helped me out through some some hard times. Norm, about two weeks ago, had a really bad fall, had a bad accident, he uh, broke his neck but um, he does have feelings in his legs and uh, in his hands. I talked to him just a little bit ago. Um, Norm is somebody that has supported me throughout pretty much my entire wrestling career. And Norm also, uh, if you ever if you follow me on social media, which I'm assuming most people do, and I thank you for that. If you ever see me refer to somebody as my huge coach, that's him. Uh, Norm has helped me pull up my weight over the last five or six uh, months in a healthy way. You know I mean? with, you know, eating the right food and taking the right supplements and doing the right lifts and whatnot, helped me build out a lot of my strength. Uh, Norm also too, um, if you see me promoting my favorite beer, Funk Brewing, Norm is actually the founder of that, uh, co-founder of that uh, company. So if everybody just can just, um, if you have an extra minute or two, if you could just go on Instagram, just send some Norm some positive love. His, uh, his, his uh address over there is Coach Norm Three. You'll see him. He's a big bald guy. You see him actually. The one picture he's got a fake Wu Tang tattoo on his face. Haven't seen that one before. But uh, just uh, send some Norm some love. I know we have a lot of listeners from around the world, which is to me just absolutely fantastic. I think it'd be great. Uh, you know, hit up Coach Norm Three on Instagram, and just send them some love around the world. I greatly appreciate it. We love you, Norm. Keep fighting. Keep kicking ass. Keep being you, my friend. So uh, get to the news segment here. Last week, I forgot, and a few of you have reached out to me, I forgot to talk about the IWGP, the New Japan Women's Championship, that was announced that there will be a tournament final in November at the joint New Japan Stardom Show. So a lot of people have uh, their predictions of who the first champion is, will be and I, I really don't think there's really a wrong answer. It could be anybody from Mayu to Kari to Tony Storm to Utami. I mean I really don't think there's a wrong answer here. Tam, I mean there's you know Sayakamatani you wanna, you know, if she loses the white belt and then wins that belt or double belt her up. There's really no wrong Starlight Kid, there's no wrong answer here. So it's gonna be really, really exciting just to see who's gonna be in the tournament and to see if there's gonna be wrestlers maybe from other companies. Um, maybe, like maybe from AEW, maybe somebody from NXT UK, maybe we get a Mako Satomura on that tournament. I mean, who knows, who knows what, uh, Triple H is going to do over there with, uh, with now that he's got pretty much, uh, you know, full control over everything. So, I mean, that's a possibility. The possibilities are endless, but I kind of just want to touch base on that. I think that is going to be, uh, something very, very interesting and something that is only going to really, uh, expand startup. And that's about that. It will be defended over here in the States. Uh, at the end of the the end of this year, beginning of next year, once New Japan starts doing some more tours over here in the United States. We've seen already, you know, with the covert restrictions being lifted, we've seen them already have a handful of shows. So that's, you know, something very exciting to uh, to definitely be on the lookout for. Another quick thing of news I want to go over is some of the announced matches for Stardom X Stardom 2022, which will be taking place in a few weeks here. Just going to run down just a, a few matches on the card uh, the Takahashi will be challenging Shuri for the, uh, world of stardom heavyweight championship match. That's match. It's just going to be hard hitting. That's a match where it's like, here's the finish go out, you know, and, uh, and go and destroy each other. I think, I don't think we're going to see a title change there. Uh, I mean, stranger things in pro wrestling have happened, but that might be the biggest shocker in the history of stardom. If Sherry, who's on this ultimate, you know, terror reign, if she drops the belt, um, to somebody who hasn't, who's wrestled one match, well, two matches, kind of the tag match, two matches in stardom in the last year and a half. Uh, I just don't see that happen. I see it having a great match. Um then obviously we have the probably the most anticipated match in stardom in a long, long time as Sayakamatani will defend the world of stardom championship against starlike or excuse me, against uh, Kari. And I think that we've seen before in the past where they put the white belt in the main event, some, sometimes over the red belt. And I think this is one. But they haven't done it yet i mean sherry and saya they both won their respective championships on the same night um the end of december last year at uh, wrestle queendom i think that this is one where i think they have to switch it i think that uh you know ever since the two of them have been champions and then been on the same show and defending on the same show that shiri's always gone on last i understand that i'm very old school i'm very the heavyweight belt goes on last the championship match goes on last but in the history of Stardom, especially when Momo was the champion, which just shows you how good Momo is, is we've seen the white belt go on as the main event over the red belt. And I think this is this is an instance where they need to switch it. I think Kari and Saya Kamatani, it's the match that's built up the most. It's the match I think that's going to be the best. It's the one that has the most intrigue. And that's the one that, you know, a lot of people are thinking Kari's going to take the belt. Uh, as of right now, as of this recording, I'm going to disrespectfully disagree. I think Saya is going to retain but I think that's a match that needs to go on last. Tag title match. As you know, I am uh, mostly a tag team wrestler. I love a great tag team match. FWC defense against Tam and Natsupoy. That is going to be an absolute banger. Super, super looking forward to that. Future Stardom. Uh, Miyu, Asama, uh, Miyu Amasaki will challenge uh, Hannon for the Future Stardom Championship match. Uh, that's another one that's going to be absolutely fantastic. And I wouldn't be shocked to see a title change there. They're really big into Miyu. And then the uh, Artist of Stardom Championship, we, we have uh, Mina, Yunagi, and Saki, all capital letters, challenging the current champions, Momo, Starlight Kid, and Saki Kashima. So two Sakis. Saki on one side, Saki on the other. You know, Hey, I hope you love your Saki. That'll be excellent. Um, obviously, just the six individuals involved. Obviously, you know I'm a big fan of the team of Pink Kabuki, uh, Mina, and Yunagi. I'm really interested to see what Saki is, is going to continue to do. On you know in the five star she's continuing to impress me and then you obviously have star Starlight Kid and Saki Kashima on the other side so um I, you know those matches I know there's another couple ones announced but I just kind of want to run through those so it's like again you know I've tweeted out and put on all my social medias that Stardom in the year 2022 is having like an all time year you know I've compared them to all Japan in '94 and New Japan in 2017 as, as having one of the best single years in the history of wrestling and here we are you know, a handful of shows into the five star. And they're throwing us a, a, an a plus plus level pay-per-view. That's like literally, you know, for the New Japan fans listening, that's like literally putting Dominion on like three weeks into the <laughs> into the into the loaded uh, G1 climax. That's what this is. I mean, to me, that's just absolutely crazy. So, um, again, onward and upwards for this fantastic promotion. So take a little sip of water here for the working man and we'll get into the uh, the five star review. Match number one, night three, which took place on the sixth of August, as we saw Saki Kashima take on Koguma. It's kind of a very, very simple match. here you have two masters of like trick maneuvers, uh, trick you know, trick pinfalls, uh, you know, cradles and stuff like that. So that was psychology worked in real well there. But you had some back and forth action. Nobody really getting the clean advantage first until Saki lands the show tie palm strike, the uppercut palm strike. She gets the early. She was able to take advantage there. And then Kogama uh, cuts Saki off with the DDT. Crowd really gets behind Kogama here. They go back and forth. Uh, eventually Saki goes for the Kishikasai and gets countered into the Kogama roll for the win. Really, really simple match. Crowd was really behind Kogama there, you know, especially in the beginning with the bear dance and then getting towards the, uh, the finish of the match. And they really pop big for the finish. So good way to, to get the crowd into it. You know, nothing really too crazy to start this, uh, set this night off, but, uh, excellent, excellent match. in Koguma advances to four points where poor Saki Kashima stays at the big goose egg zero. And that was in the red star block match, but we flip over to the blue, the blue stars block. We see Hana taking on her mentor, Mayu Iwatani. Hana, how about jumping Mayu right from the start? She she pulls like an Awaito tie, comes right out of the gate, super aggressive. A few, few uh, cover attempts to try to throw Mayu off her game. Mayu responds with some stiff kicks and stiff slaps. There's that one where she has, Poor Hanna tied up, making her pay for her sins. Has her tied up with her rope and gives her back chop. Let me tell you, folks, back chops suck. I've gotten a few back chops, and I've always said, if you're going to back chop me and not call it beforehand, you're getting a receipt. I don't care if you're in wrestling two years or 20. It is, part of my language, a dick move. So Mayu does this back chop to Hanna. It's like, hey, this is what you get. <laughs> you know, youngling, teenage kid. You jumped me before the match, the leader of this, co- of this group stars you jump me before the match you're gonna get a back chop or back slap and then the best part about it was is then mayu sells her hand as if she broke it <laughs> like she's just the best like she's the only one to get away with that either that was something uh and then uh mayu you know she really starts getting back up on hana really getting her momentum going Then hana counters with some really slick new submissions there was like this standing triangle that she did with the legs crossed that it could have went into a pinfall and then you know eventually it was a pinfall as we'll see in the match she has the next night with Sai Kamatani. I thought that was really cool. I thought, you know, I said before, I think this is going to be a really big coming out party for Han. And, you know, we've seen her just progress consistently with these future stardom championship matches. And now she's going to be wrestling the best of the best. You know, the middle card, the top of the middle card and main eventers in this tournament. So she's only going to get better. You know, and we really, really saw it here. Uh, so they did a, a few quick near falls. Hana. Uh, hits this beautiful pumping knee. Again, something new we've never seen here before. I thought that was done really well. Uh, Mayu winds up coming back with a super kick and then a super kick to the back of the head. Mayu hits the moon cell from the second rope. We don't see that too much uh, for a two count. They go back and forth, a little bit of miscommunication between the two. Eventually, Mayu winds up slowing Hana down and uh, she hits a super kick and then she's just a dragon suplex for the win. Three and three, four stars. Other than a little bit of miscommunication between the two. I thought this was excellent. One of Hannah's best matches I've ever seen her have. And this is a really good way to introduce her into the uh into the five star. You know, a good way uh for the fans too who have never really seen her before, who really kinda of just watch maybe just the YouTube stuff on YouTube that are tuning in for the five star. I know several people that have subscribed to Stardom World uh, just to watch the uh the five star. So really excellent stuff here. Excellent, excellent stuff here, uh from Hannah and Mayu as well. And that uh will get Mayu her first two points of the tournament. Moving on to match number three, the Tag Gauntlet match. I'm kind of just going to run through everything really quick. We get Saya Ito and, Saya, Saya <laughs> and Momo Kogo versus Rina and Ruaka to start. Saya goes over Ruaka with the uh, the back roll-up. That brings out um, Hina and Miyu Amasaki. So we see the young Queen's Quest members. And uh, Momo goes over Hina for, with her Karan and the leg strap. I thought that was really cool. Something we really never seen from Momo before. Maybe something that she can use into our arsenal. I thought that was done very well. Very, very mysterious ass very, uh, what like the new Japan juniors were doing in the nineties. And we know Liger is a Milano collection, AT who or uh, two people that are really helping out over at the start of dojo. So I think that'd be maybe a cool, something cool that, you know, momo Kogo can add into our arsenal for either a fall or a win. I thought that was very well done. So then we see my, my, uh, the team, my Sakurai and Himika, we see uh, my Sakurai gets the pin over uh, Saya Ida with the Maipai roll, and then that brings out the team of Pink Kabuki, Yunagi, and Mina Shirakawa, two of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, we see Mina over Mai with the Implant DDT, I gave that three and a quarter stars, I thought that was done, uh, at the, the, uh, it, it was done very well, it was a good way to get everybody on the show, you know, getting some more reps in front of the crowd, and it didn't go too too, far, too, too, uh, too, too long all right and rolling right along to match number four we see another tag match we see the god's eye team of amisori and the world of Stardom champion shuri taking on the queen's quest team of yutami haishista and the high speed champion azumi and we see uh zumi with a new shirt and we see Utami doing a fantastic job of uh helping azumi promote a new shirt maybe uh yutami's getting either a free shirt or she's getting a cut of the money so Some fantastic offense, double-team offense from uh, the Queen's Quest team, but surely quickly counters with her onslaught of strikes and submissions. Uh, Again, I'm just a big fan of how she just chains these together, the strikes into takedowns into submissions. She's an absolute genius at it. She's one of the best to do it since, like, prime Minoru Suzuki. Not that I don't enjoy Minoru Suzuki now, because even in his 50s, he's still one of my favorite wrestlers to watch. But, like, Minoru Suzuki, like, seven, eight years ago, just, like, how quick. She is like off that first step for takedowns and submissions and the strikes. Just the way like her stance is. like uh, it's it's, it's a fighter stance. I'm just just a huge fan for everything that she does. Uh, some great exchanges between uh, Shiri and Utami. I mean, again, playing up that feud we saw on night two. Utami is finally able to beat Sherry. It's a match that I I think that we're gonna pretty much see before the end of the year, regardless of how, what happens in the five. So I mean, Utami did pin the champion. You know, that her first pin singles pinfall loss and. Roughly around a year or so, so I think they did a really good job focusing on the two of them. Uh, it comes down to some really great exchanges between Ami and Utami. I thought that was smart for Ami to get uh, some reps in there with with Utami, you know, the former champion, you know, the you know one of the aces of the company. And I think Utami did a really really good job uh, making her look good as Utami's just getting ready to finish her off with the hijack bomb, but the time limit expires. Three and a half stars, really, really good stuff here. And some really good stuff to, uh, with Azumi and Sherry as well. The two of them have some really underrated chemistry that I don't think we don't talk, we just don't talk about enough. So we go back to the tournament, blue stars block. We see Nasapoi taking on Mirai. Mirai having two big wins on back-to-back on night nights 1 and 2, defeating Mayu and the favorite to win it all, Julia Nasapoi's first match of the tournament as she was in the tag gauntlet and then teaming with her former tag partner, Carry reunite night two, so we get some really good, clean technical wrestling to start. Uh, Mariah uses a few submission holds to absurd her dominance on Natsupoi. Uh, Natsupoi uses her quickness and strikes to get the advantage back. She tries to dive on Mariah on the outside, but Mariah lariat her off the top rope. I mean, this was just brutal. I mean, we've seen her with those lariats to the back of the neck in nights nice one uh, and two in the five star. But this is something completely different. It reminded me of Stan Hansen and Kenta Kobashi. Where Kabashi was going to go to the outside for a moonsault and or not to he went to the top row for a moonsault and stan hansen just lariets Kabashi off the rope not only was it brutal but not did a really good job getting some air and selling it as well for mirai i mean it was a really good job of mirai just uh or excuse me for not support to put that move over uh to make mirai look even better than she did which in return for what you know the finish of the matches you overcome that, just, that, that just makes you look better, you know, in the win. Mariah stays on top of Natsupoy with some few submission attempts. The two of them trade suplexes back-to-back, back, and then a few flash pinfall attempts until Mariah uses the left-arm lariat on the double wrist lock, near tap-off of Natsupoy. Poor Natsapoi, her face just looks like she's in such horror and such pain. And it's another underrated game that I've really been seeing Natsapoi improve on this year, is her selling, especially facial sellings. And, I mean, that's the best place to sell, is you have someone trying to give you the double wrist lock. We see Mirai win dozens and dozens of matches this past year with that double wrist lock, especially how she sets it up. And her facial ex- uh, expressions really did a good job drawing the crowd in. So a lot of people thought this was going to be the finish, another big win for Mirai. But Matsupoy uh, gets the ropes and then gets hit with another huge lariat from the former, uh, from this year's Cinderella winner. As she sets up Natsapoi for the Mirai shot, but, but uh, Natsupoi slips out. Into the Fairial Blink for the win. Three and three, four stars. I this was absolutely solid. Good way for Natsupoi to get on the board in this tournament in her first match. You know, you have Mirai who just took a lot of momentum in nights one and two. Uh, you know, pretty much now they dominate this match, but 60-65% of this match was Mirai. And I thought that was a really good job for Mirai just to be beating up on Natsupoy. You know, in this match, Natsupoi really showing her selling to draw the crowd in. And then she gets out of one of Mirai's signature holds, the move that Ken Koguma to win her the Cinderella Tournament, and then she uh, takes advantage by using her the Ferial Blink, which is still have no idea how humanly possible. That move is, um, again, solid match, three three fourth stars, fantastic. We move on to na- match number six. As we stay into the Blue Stars block, we see Hazuki and Starlight Kid going into this match. Both of these uh, two wrestlers have two points. Really good high-speed action to start. Huzuki, one of the, uh, you know, back in 2018 and 19, one of the best high-speed wrestlers in stardom. Starlight Kid really just kind of coming off a fantastic reign of the high-speed championship match. And then, obviously, these two have prior history with the uh, Black Desire matches versus FWC. So, uh, really good chemistry to start, especially with the high-speed action. Starlight Kid slows Hazuki down by going to Hazuki's knee. I thought that was really good psychology. And it sets up Starlight Kid's new submission finisher. Which we will get to. Um, good job. Good way to build it and to kind of set the psychology early on in the match. Hazuki gets the advantage back with her fantastic crossface. I just hope she wins one or two matches in this tournament with that crossface. It looks so good. Uh, she boots Starlight Kid off the top rope, and but then Starlight Kid goes back to Hazuki's knee. Hazuki goes for excuse me. Um, Starlight Kid goes for the Black Tiger Driver, but Hazuki slips out, and then uh, as she slips out. Pizuka, or excuse me, Starlight Kid tries to stay on her. She goes for that lion salt. As she's coming off the rope, Pazuki pump kicks Starlight Kid's knee. I thought that was really, really cool. I thought that was really a really, really cool spot, trying to take away her speed. It's like, you're going to take away my leg power. I'm going to take away your leg power. I thought that was great. She uh, capitalizes by going for the, it's the Mijinoko driver, and it's that senton, that combination that we've seen her win several matches with, only gets two. She goes for the brain buster, but Starlight Kid counters. And then she goes for the Momo Latch. And thank you to uh, probably about a half a dozen people when I said that uh, Starlight Kid won her match against Sayakama Tanya Night 2 with that Herakurana pinhold. And I think it's like 24 hours after the podcast was released, I had six or seven people saying, hey, Matt, that's called the Momo Latch. So thank you to so many people who who told me what that was. It's another Momo for me to remember. (laughs) I so appreciate all the fantastic feedback and help that I get uh on a weekly, almost on pretty much a daily basis, my you hardcore stardom fans out there. And hey, that's where we're all here. Like I always say, we're all here together to make this product better. Okay, back to this fantastic match. Hizuki, uh as uh, Starlight Kid goes for the Momo Latch, Huzuki throws Starlight Kid back off the ropes. Starlight Kid comes back and uh, hits a dragon screw uh, leg whip and then locks down the Black Tiger Crusher submission on Huzuki. Again, you know, we talked about not to play with her, Facial expressions on the submission. Huzuki's in the same boat here. Um, a really, really good job milking the crowd near tap. Crowd is really, really by, behind Huzuki here. They're really getting into this one. Great job just building this whole matchup. Suzuki, uh, his, uh Starlight Kid goes for the Black Tiger driver, but is countered into Huzuki straw cradle. We thought that would be the finish, but as the ref counts one, Starlight Kid pulls her momentum back and st- stacks Suzuki for a near three count. I thought that was great. Starlight Kid goes for a missile, goes for a low angle drop kick to Hazuki's already injured knee. Hazuki gets out of the way as Starlight Kid comes back up and feeds back up. The positioning and timing for this spot was perfect. Hazuki hits a beautiful pump kick and the brain buster for the win. Not enough people are talking about this match. Um, as far as you know, nights three, nights four, they were back to back. A lot of people were talking about what their favorite matches were from this uh, weekend. This was by far my this one four and a half stars. This was by far my favorite, my favorite match um, of the two nights, and there was a lot of really, really good ones. Starlight Kid is having a phenomenal year. Hazuki is really, really getting going these last few months, and a lot of people are really talking about what a great tournament she had, or what you know, where her position on the card is going to be after this tournament. You know, she's kind of like an upper mid mid card tier to like somebody they can kind of put in the main events, you know, for tag main events or put somebody over like a Shuri in a main event. But I think uh, coming out of this tournament going into next year, I think she's gonna be a, a, a solid, solid main eventer. Like I said, this was fantastic. This was I literally had to rewind this back twice to go back and take my notes because the action was so furious. And not only that, like it's not like they didn't move and then didn't sell. The selling was such key, especially when Starlight had Hazuki, you know, in that that lake submission, the Black Tiger Lake Crasher, the way Hazuki was selling and the way that the crowd was was behind her. Uh, That was, you know, it was a really, really, uh, I think a lot of people thought that even, you know, I think if she tapped there, it still would have been, you know, four and a quarter stars. It still would have been right up there. But they did a really good job setting the psychology in the match and the back and forth action. I thought that this was absolutely fantastic. Match number seven of this night was our main event, and it's a blue stars block match. But you may as well call it the white stars block match because you have the longest reigning white belt champion of all time. What most people consider the greatest wonder of stardom champion, Momo Watanabe, going up against what some people are calling the wrestler of the year and their current white belt slash wonder of stardom champion, Saya Kamatani. Um, Momo gets the early advantage with some outside interference. Shocker, right, folks? Shocker. Uh, <laughs> but the way that Momo does it, it doesn't bother me that much. And I am a huge Momo Watanabe fan. And, Sometimes when I'm such a huge fan of yours, the things that irk me in matches, I kind of let you get away with. But Momo, very much in the, in the vein of Kagetsu, the way that they blind the ref, it's not overly done and it's done in a really good psychology style way. I think Momo does a really good job and she did a good job here. Saya so is able to come back with some of her high paced and high speed offense. She has a perfect springboard plancha onto every member of a Wado tie, all 58 of them. Um, she goes, she throws Momo back into the ring. She tries to capitalize by going off the top rope, but Momo cuts her off and hits his brutal yet safe uh, Uranagi. I mean, the way that Momo was able to, you know, to handle her here there was really, really good. The great bump, great bump. I uh, <laughs> thought that was that was really fantastic. Good way to get the heat back. Uh, Momo hits two meteors. She hits the one in the back. She goes for one in the front, and then never seen this before. And this makes sense. She goes for the second one. Your legs are, you know, right there in perfect position. And Sia Kamatani counters into a Boston Crab. I, we've seen Mono, Momo chain these Meteoras back to back to back and all sorts of different variations. I've never seen anybody catch her into a Boston Crab before. If it's done before, please let me know. You guys know how to get a hold of me. I thought was really good. The crowd really comes up here. Um, Saya gets the advantage. She stays on it with some really, really good strikes. Saya's striking has become really, really good here the past couple of months. And she's had it. She's facing some some absolute uh, you know killers here. Uh, so... She goes for the star crusher. Momo counters into this like back heel sweep. We've seen her do this to Mina on uh, night two with a five star. She does it here again. And the way that uh, her opponent, after they bump up or they roll up, where she is, she's a perfect position for the cross face chickling So I like how Momo's add that into her game. I think it's really cool. Uh, she turns it into the, the B driver for two. And then she goes, see, it's the, the bastard driver, picks her up for the tequila sunrise for uh, another two. I like how she chained all those holds. Crossface, Chicken Wing, B-Driver, Bastard Driver, Tequila Sunrise uh, Near for the near win. I thought that was great. She goes for the Peach Sunrise. Saya winds up countering into the Blue Thunder Bomb. She goes for the Phoenix Splash, but gets cut off. Momo tries the top rope German Suplex. But uh, as she throws Saya, Saya lands on her feet. How good, folks, is Saya Kamatani? Just so good. Back and forth they go as uh, Saya as Kamatani hits that Schoolboy Bomb. For just a two-count crowd is really into this very, very hot. They were hot for the whole entire show, but the these competitors, especially these last three matches, did a really good job taking on the roller rollercoaster ride of emotions and psychology. She goes for the Star Crusher, but that gets countered. The two-trade kicks back and forth. Eventually, Sai Kamatani hits that leg whip, uh, leg lariat, to get the advantage on the Momo, hits the Star Crusher, and instead of the Phoenix Splash, she goes for the 450, the Firebird Splash for the win, four and a quarter stars. Thought this was fantastic. I like the Hazuki Starlight Kid match just a little bit better. But yeah, four and a quarter stars for me as your main event. And We move on to night number four, which took place on the 7th of August. As we see Mina, we see a Blue Stars match. Mina Shirakawa versus Saeeda. Hard-hitting action to start uh, between the two of them, trading forearms and uh chops. And then we see Mina... We've seen her on social media throwing those kicks in some dojo in Japan. I'm assuming Japan. Um, and she does a lot of kicks here. And Sae-I does a really good job feeding for them. And I think this just adds to Mina's offense. You know, she has the uh, the spinning backfist, the forearms that jump up in Seguri. Now she's these really, really good kicks. And Saia did a really good job feeding and getting the kicks over. Saya, again, of course, counters with those, chiba- those Kenta Kabashi-like chops. Two of them trade strikes back and forth. Eventually Mina hits two rowing elbows. And then she's the Jucian Liger combo kick. I thought that was cool. It's like, oh, we're adding that in now. Go for you, Mina. I thought it looked pretty good. Uh could have been a little bit better, could have been a lot worse. So uh but I thought it looked for you for the first time out here. I thought that looked really good. And I hope it's a movie she continues to use. And then she follows up with the glorious driver, Mina. Uh I actually have times for this show. So this was uh took put this guy this match got done in less than five minutes, four minutes and fifty seconds of pretty much non-stop action. Really good psychology. I like how Mina, she hits the two elbows, the two rolling elbows, and then the combo kick, and then she goes into her finish. So she she channels the late, great Mitsuhara Misawa, and then she channels Jushin Thunder Liger, and then she uses her own finish. So, good on her. Three and a half stars. Really good way to uh, start the show. And that takes Mina to four points. I know there were some people that, that Mina would win one match, two matches. I think there might have been one or two people on the uh, Patreon poll that actually had Mina winning the Blue Stars block match. So, I thought Mina would do okay in this tournament. I didn't think she'd do that good <laughs> by winning the Blue Stars. But she's two for two here, you know, getting uh, four points. So good on her. And she's another one that I had pegged that is going to come out of this tournament looking really, really good, regardless of how many wins or losses she has. Remember, folks, it's not who who uh, goes over, it's who gets over. We stay in the Blue Stars block as we see uh, a championship match here between Queen's Quest, Sai Kamatani, the Wonder of champion, who has two points going into this match. Versus the future of uh, Stardom champion Hana. Again, uh, I talked about how great her match was with Mayu. I like this one even, even, a, little bit, even a, a little bit better. So let's get into it. Some really good uh, technical and chain wrestling to start. Saya Kamatani uses her fast pace and high impact offense to get the early advantage. Hana counters uh, Saya's uh, high speed offense with the to Take advantage of Saya's speed. That was really good psychology there uh, by the, I think she's by the uh, by the seventeen year old really good way you know here comes saya she's building momentum let me take away her speed you know i have that judo background into this fantastic rolling knee bar i thought it was really good to go back and forth with a great forearm battle that hana actually drops saya kamatani you know i just talked about how good saya's striking is uh, the last few months and hana gets the better of i thought that was really good hana uses the judo throw into that reverse triangle um she gets a near fall as Saya's is coming up hana does a good job staying on the one champion with the rocker dropper for two. Crowds are really, really getting behind Hana here. I thought that was very interesting. I mean, obviously, Saya Kamatani, she's Sai Kamatani. She's a fantastic possible wrestler of the year. But at this point, they're really getting behind Hana. Like, I think they kind of wanted to see an upset. Saya comes back with a flurry of kicks for two. Com- Hana escapes the star crusher with a roll-up for a near three. And that was a really good job by both Sai Kamatani and the ref. By getting out at the barely escape. I mean, I, I think when the roll first happened, nobody thought there was going to be a three count. As they got to two and a half, and that ref's arm was coming down, and Saya's shoulders were nowhere near off the mat, the crowd bit. So kudos to all three the ref, Saya, and Hanna, Um Hanan, you know, on that. I always say, you know, if you have a really good ref, it could really make a good match, a great match, and a great match, an excellent match. If you have a bad ref, you can it could take a good match and just make it average. And obviously the rest here and Stardom are fantastic, and this that that just you know there's three people in the ring, so I mean use it uses it the advantage, and they did here. I thought that was great. Uh, they feed back up. Sana, Hana, or excuse me, Sayaka hits the uh, the jumping leg lariat, and then the star crusher for the win. Wow, they got that all done. in Eight minutes, thirty seven seconds. Four stars for me, and this is the best Hana singles match I've ever seen. And this just adds to my theory of how great. This young, uh, this young wrestler from STARS is going to be in the other theory, which is pretty much now a fact, adding on to what is Saya Kamatani's absolute fantastic breakout year and which he will probably finish either 1 or 1B one for Wrestler of the Year. Just absolutely fantastic match. Hana stays at 0. Saya Kamatani goes to 4 points, which if Saya keeps on this role that she's on, keeps winning, well, again, what's the possibility that she loses the belt to Kari here in a few weeks at Stardom X Stardom, and then she wins the whole tournament, and then we get to see the two, what I think are the two best wrestlers this year, Sherry versus Sai Kamatani, somewhere down the road. It's a possibility, folks. It's a possibility. We move on to match number three as you hear my papers uh, turning up. Still old school. Eventually, I will write these notes on my computer. That's literally right in front of me as I'm recording. We go to the Red Stars block as we see the high speed champion, Azumi, taking on the ever improving Mei Sakurai. And Mei Sakurai taking a book out of a Wado tie, attacking Azumi before the bell, and uh, hitting a huge Yakuza kick to get the other advantage. Very rude very rude to do that to the high speed champion um but azumi gets the advantage back by using her high speed offense and uh, using some kicks to uh may sakurai's arm and her head uh, may is able to block uh the counter uh, some of azumi uh, as she's as azumi is building pace in this match by coming off the ropes with some of those kicks some of those strikes may sakurai uses that landstorm style half crab uh, and if you know if you're a fan of landstorm you know what i mean when the opponent's running at you and you kind of dip under and then you, you uh, roll into the single leg crab, which I believe Lance Storm called that the Canadian Maple Leaf. And then she uh, transitioned to the FTF. We've seen her do that move several times. And it's a it's a combination. I like to see May Sakurai win a few matches with uh, We've seen her win matches with the Gourd Buster and then that, that trip up a pinfall that she does. I like to see her win a few matches with, the, with that the half crab into the STF. I think it's very, very well done. Azumi is forced. She can't get out of the STF. Uh, she's forced to get the ropes. But May Sakurai stays on Azumi with another big boot that sends Azumi almost through the uh, through the ropes. She pulls Azumi in for a two count. May goes to the top rope, but Azumi gets that beautiful arm drag off the top rope, and then she locks in an arm bar to try to get May Sakurai to tap out. Uh, the two go back and forth uh, with some near near uh, near falls. Azumi uh, goes for the Azumi sushi that gets countered. The two of them go back and forth with some more near falls. I thought that was very well done. Azumi hits the uh, double stomp and then that late captured German suplex for the win, which she now calls the C4 bomb. And I've been saying on this podcast for a few months now that Azumi, you know, she's got the Izumi sushi. She's got the numero uno. We've seen her win some matches with the uh, the double stomp. And I always thought, you know, she that late captured German suplex, the way she builds it and gets into it and the way she hits it, it's something that she should use for a finish. And the fact that she they put it over on social media, it's called the C4 bomb. I think it's a match that work, uh, a move we're gonna see Azumi winning a lot of matches with. So, uh pretty much you take kind of a signature move, and now we're building it into a finisher. Very smart on Azumi to put that in her arsenal. This is a you know good way to get this move over. uh, you know, in the the five star So this one got done in six minutes fifty six seconds, three and three four stars. Really, really solid match. We stay, and that gets Azumi to uh, two points, and May Sakurai stays at a goose egg. We stay in the Red Stars block action as we see Yutami Ishista versus Yunagi representing Cosmic Angels. Let's be, you basically have a classic speed versus power match here. Uh, you know, Really no clear advantage the first few minutes with some really good chain wrestling and some counters back and forth. But Yunagi gets the first real advantage by countering, uh, ducking one of Yutami's clotheslines into a face buster. And then she locks in this cr- uh, crossface variation which she used a couple times in this match again see a lot of people breaking out some new holds here. So, uh, you know, you know, good on you, Nagi. adding more stuff in your arsenal. I mean, this is the place to shine. This is the place to showcase some new stuff, whether it be like a new pose, a new catchphrase, a new, uh, some new gear, which we see a lot of, or a new move or a new psychology. So, you know, really good stuff here. New Tommy is a really good job selling and putting it all over. I mean, excellent, excellent stuff. I mean, her selling here is just on spot, you know, on point, you know, really making you Nagi look good and getting this move over, Yunagi uh, hits a code breaker out of the corner for two, and then she locks in the gory stretch, and then goes right back into the crossface again. I am really interested um, to see if you know if she's named this, uh, or if it's because uh, I've never seen her really do this variation before. Like you know, it looked like she had with the way her arm, her hands, where they weren't like in the S grip or the gable grip, uh, or in the three finger grip, they're more like into like the cravat. So I thought that was done really well. If she has a name for this hold, guys, please let me know. You know, you guys do a fantastic job. Educating me on the things that I miss or I'm just not sure of. But if she has a name for this hold, you know, please let me know. Yutami eventually gets the advantage back with a torture rack, a Samoan style drop, and then an air raid crash. Uh, uh, Utami goes for a torture rack bomb. Yunagi's able to slip out with a DDT, and then she hits the shell shock. I will always call that the shell shock. It's Alex Shelley's one of my favorite wrestlers and one of the nicest people I've ever met in wrestling, and it's helped me out a great deal. Another story for another day. She hits that for the two count. Um, Yutami comes back with a pair of big German suplexes. Uh, the crowd starts really, really coming up here. And then the finisher kind of came off flat. Like as the this match was building here, she hits the, with the two German suplexes. Yutami hits a reverse torture rack bomb for the win. 11 minutes, 4 seconds, really good action. But it seemed like there might have been like one or two things they were going to do after the two German suplexes, maybe for Yunagi to kind of come back up. But it just kind of hits like the torture rack bomb instead of taking the bump on the back. She took it on the on the face. Three and a half stars. Really, really good match. Good job getting Yunagi over. You know, here's Utami, top of the card, former champion. A lot of people's pick to win, you know, this uh block, you know, the Red Stars block. And uh she did, you know, on this one, she was kind of on the defensive. You know, I would have had this like sixty forty for Yunagi. And a uh, really good job, Utami selling uh that, that cross face and the gory, the gory stretch. So, um, good job on you, Tommy, making you now. He's really coming into her own, you know, another one really coming into her own, making her look that much better. That's what it's all about, folks. You know, bring him up. Match number five saw the team of Shuri and Mi Rai representing Gazai versus what I call the young, oh, a young Queen's Quest team of Hina versus Miyu Amasaki. As soon as this popped up on my computer, the, literally the first note I have is, does Miyu and Hina, did they have heat? <laughs> with the office like did they put shaving cream in rossi ogawa's hat or like relate to a show or like playing practical jokes on somebody backstage like were they doing the old you know skull hall owen hart kurt henning ribs like to somebody backstage because like <laughs> you have these two young fantastic wrestlers and you're put in the ring of two killers <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty much what happened here uh but me you and hina they look solid you know the stuff they were able to get I mean, but let's face it. You know, Sherry and Mariah—they're top of the card. Sherry's the champion. She won this tournament last year. Mariah just won the Cinderella tournament. She's coming off two big back-to-back wins on nights one and night two. I mean, this was—I wouldn't say glorified squash. I mean, they did. You know, Sherry and me. Mariah. Mariah was a little more generous than Sherry, rightfully so, on um, giving certain things to me, you, and Hina. Uh, they did a good job here. They did a good job selling. But I mean, really, this was. It was just about getting Sherry and Mirai over. Mirai um, gets the, uh, you know, I mean, really just the, the, these two, you know, they're going to be great. I mean, they're great now. Hina and Miu are great now. In a couple of years, they're just going to be fantastic. But really, this is kind of more of just like a beatdown, especially on Sherry's part. Uh, Mirai, I mean, really, not really much to write home here. They worked hard, three and three Ford stars. Uh, Mirai gets Miu um, to uh, tap out via the double wrist lock So nothing bad there, solid, but you knew what, you know when this match came about, at least four in the ring, what was going to happen. You know, not much of a shock here. We go back to the tournament. Red Stars block action as we see Koguma taking on Himika. Koguma, two for two. She's at the top of the block going into this match with four points. Himika has two points by defeating Utami in one of the biggest upsets in night one. Uh, the two start with the bear dance. You know, the crowd's really into it. You know, everybody's so nice and so happy. And then you see Himika run to the hills, run for, well, not her life, but basically runs full sprint to the ropes as uh, Koguma stops the bear dance. She turns around to see a brutal lariat in her face right from the get-go. Uh, Koguma tries to mount a comeback, but anytime she does, Himika just keeps going back to the series of lariats and then locks in a uh, a half-Boston crab. Himika hits a uh, JP crosser for two. I've noticed Himika this past couple months, she's been using that move like, the JP Coaster, it's supposed to be like one of her finishers or one of her bigger moves. And she's kind of hitting like in the middle of the match, almost like as a transition. Which I know she's going to Larry and then the Concussion Bomb. Concussion Bomb, that, that giant running power bomb probably is her best hole. But I, I don't like the fact that she's kind of just downgraded the JP Coaster. It's kind of a really, really cool move. So I've noticed that the past couple matches. But regardless, she hits the JP Coaster for two. She goes for another lariat, one of many. Koguma ducks the lariat and hits a huge German suplex. But Himika, fighting spirits out, pops up, hits another lariat. She hits a few more lariats. And then the concussion bomb for the win. 7 minutes and 54 seconds. This was very dominant for Himika. This was like 80-20. I mean, Koguma didn't get much offense at all. That German suplex, I mean, she made it count. That was her big move of the match. I mean, when you're lifting up one of the larger and stronger people, in the in the company in the promotion, I mean Kogan's German Suplex is fantastic, I and mean, that was a really cool sight to see. The crowd popped for it, and they popped even b- bigger when Himika, you know, Fighting Spirit out. You know, she came up, hits the big uh the big monster Larry, and then the concussion bomb. Three and a quarter stars. Really good job getting uh, Himika over here, as that puts Himika at the top of the block with four stars. We move into the semi-main event of this show: Blue Stars Block Natsupoi taking on Ami sorry both competitors, two points going in. a point does a really good job blocking and evading Ami sorry's offense and then following up, kind of like stick and move, stick and move, like, you know, Muhammad Ali. Not only do you want to dodge and counter, but you want to hit something, move, and then hit something again. That's what this was, another classic speed-first power match. I thought that was really good, really good psychology. Uh, Poi locks in the Black Widow uh, submission, you know, the tilted octopus, uh, tilted octopus submission, and then uh, Ami sorry has to get to the ropes, and then Natsupoy follows up with a drop kick in the ropes. I thought that was really good. But then Amisori returns the uh, the submission in kind by getting Natsupoy down with a big high angle body slam and then a high angle Boston crab that she does where she grips it around the knees. I think that's really cool. We see a lot of people do Boston crabs in different variations. And hers is just different. Like how she kind of almost like bear hugs. Yeah. Imagine if she did the Kogama. The bear hug on the... Uh, on the bear, but basically bear hugs the ankles and the boss and especially for how big she is against the smaller Natsupoy. Again, Natsupoy selling the torture on her face. Uh fantastic job here. And then uh she stays with the work on the back by putting the torture rack on Natsupoy. And then Amy Sorry hits a huge blue thunder bomb for two. And then Ami Sori is trying to finish off Natsupoy with the brain buster. But once again, just like Shashi did the night before, um uh, Natsapoi is able to slip out of the Brain Buster into the Ferial Blink at 10 minutes, 39 seconds, as Natsupoy advances to four points. I thought this was really, really solid. I had said it actually four stars. I mean, I thought the psychology was really good. The way Natsupoy was able to duck and evade, the way that Amisori, once she was able to get Natsupoy, really put the beat down on her, and then the way that Natsupoy was able to sell for Amisori, and the way that Natsupoi really like you know was able to take such a beating Getting towards the end of this match, just that blue thunder bomb that was just I mean, what was the bigger power bomb, the concussion bomb, the match before the blue thunder? I mean, just huge. And then she's able to escape the deadly brain buster for the fairy blink. The psychologist match I thought was really, really spot on. And then we get to the main event uh, of this show, match number eight. As we see the team representing stars Mayu Iwatani, Momo Kogo, and Hazuki versus the Uedotai team of Saki Kashima, Momo Watanabe, and Arena. To the shock of absolutely no one, this match starts out with guess what, folks? A wild brawl. We get some really good stuff with Saki Kashima and Momo Kogo as the two of them go back and forth. I thought their stuff was really, really good. Uh, and then we see Mayu, Mayu getting tagged in, going up against uh, Saki Kashima here. This feud will never end. Their stuff is really good. Their, their chemistry is so fantastic. Uh I thought the two of them, their little the, the little mini-match that they had, I thought was really, really good, you know, kind of going back and forth with Mayu getting the advantage. And then we see some really good triple teamwork from stars, you know, Momo, Mayu, and Izuki, some really good stuff there, including the uh, triple uh, boot scrapes into the triple face wash. I'll never get sick of that. And always just impresses me how when three people are running off the ropes on the same side, to opposite sides, how nobody gets ricocheted off and nobody falls. And we've seen stars do this in you know, in tag matches, triple uh six man, six person, and eight person tag matches, and they never mess it up. It's just to me that's like the coolest thing. Like <laughs> it's it's just something um, it's just so cool because all it takes is one person being half a step up to ricochet the ropes into somebody and to throw that spot completely out the water, and they never do. They hit it like perfect every time. Now I'm just gonna. Now I just think that the next match someone's gonna go flying. Uh, then we get uh, some more stuff here, or we get some stuff between uh, Momo and uh, Momo and Mayu. Can't wait for their match. Uh, I think in a day or two, I'm going to re-recording for the Patreon for the Red Belt here uh, listeners. Their five star match from 2019. I just love the chemistry between Momo and Mayu. We get it for about two minutes. I can't wait for that match. Uh, you know, coming up on the the Blue Stars block. Uh, so we get a mini match there. Really good job setting the table there, and we get some more stuff with some Momo Koga. Again, I'm a big fan of Momo Kogo. She's stringing her big moves together. She hits the six one nine springboard dropkick for two. Um, you know, she goes for the uh she, you know, she she goes for that like the rich clutch, um the nectar peach. I couldn't think of it. The rich clutch um Northern Lights suplex, the uh the uh nectar peach. Uh that gets fought out eventually. She gets a little bit of heat on it. Tags in Hazuki, and you know what we're gonna get, folks. I love it, you love it. Hazuki Mania runs wild, folks, onto a weather tie as she goes over, you know, pretty much beats up on everybody, especially Rena. Um she sells to the outside, but the stars team will not let the dirty, dirty heels of a widow tie breathe. As we see the patented Anytime time, you see Mayu and Hazuki on the same team. You know, you're going to get it. The double suicide dies from the two of them. Uh, at, you know, after, after it was really smart that after they hit that dive, you know, they get their pot from the crowd. That's probably the biggest. They're going to get the crowd. Hazuki throws Rena in the ring and then she strings together the classic combination of the Mijinoku driver and the senton on Rena. To get the win and send the fans home happy at 17 minutes 32 seconds, three and a half stars. Really good main event. Maybe went a touch too long, but at the same time, you're able to see. You know, we got a lot of Mayu in there. We got a lot of Momo. We got a lot. Everybody got like their own shine in there. Everybody looked really good. And then we got kind of some mini matches in there as well. You know, as the as the five star. You know, it's going to just roll on. And speaking of the five star rolling on. Um, as you're listening to this uh, Friday, well, I hope, you know, if you listening to this as soon as it drops, this will drop on Friday. The day before, we have an absolute stacked stack. I'm going to go through just a couple of the matches in the next three days. And pending on when Stardom World uploads them, there might be three shows to review uh, next week. So, um, you know, fingers crossed they did a pretty good job getting, obviously, the first two shows were live. And then the uh, next two shows, I think it took them two days. Um, for them to get up on stardom world so hopefully one you know hey stardom you know it's awesome that you got this fancy luxury bus for your wrestlers to travel in obviously you want to keep them happy and healthy but if uh, stardom and Road are throwing some money at stardom and well-deserved let's put some money into the streaming service here you know let's put some put some money into a streaming service i think there's a lot more people especially here in america that will subscribe to stardom world if they don't have a delay. I mean, I know so many people that subscribe to new Japan world. And one of the main reasons is because they can watch every show live as it happens, you know, and it's new Japan world. That's been a thing for them for geez, close to a decade. So it just uh, happened on the 11th, but the, this this show on the 11th, I'm recording this on a Wednesday. So this show tomorrow morning, it's absolutely insane. Like at Tam Izumi, Uh Kogamon Saki. I mean, that's that. I mean, you, Tommy, Risa, Sarah, and we go over the Blue Stars, Starlight Kid, and Momo. The tag, you know, now they're attacking. Remember what they did last year with the feud, with like the greatest count out ever in the history of wrestling. So now you're getting Starlight Kid versus Momo. It might be like who's gonna out cheat who. Hazuki and Natsupoi. I mean, Hazuki is right now probably the MVP of the tournament. I know we're only four days in, and Natsupoi has all that steam on her coming off that uh, that that turn. Mayu and Saida, That'll be fun. Interesting to see what Homi Sori and is gonna do. Because you have the overpowering of Ami sorry, And I don't even know who's going to win that match. Is this where they give Hana her first win? And then maybe the match I'm looking forward to the most, Suzu Suzuki, her first match in the tournament coming off uh, the illness that she had. I believe she tested positive for COVID versus Mirai. I mean, that's just absolutely fantastic. And then we move on to the 13th. Uh, let's see. What, uh, Saki Kashima and Micah. That'll be something good because... You never know, you know, Maika with her power, she might be going for a suplex or a Mijinoku driver. Saki just might counter with Kishika Kishikasai. So that one just not to blink for. Hana and Momo Watanabe, that's going to be fantastic. Hana's had two bangers already in this tournament with two of the top stars upstarted. And then she's going against one of my favorites, Momo. Mina Shirakawa, can she keep on her roll against Suzuki? And then the match I'm probably looking forward to the most on the 13th is we see a rematch. Uh, from earlier in the year, Natsupoi versus Sayakamitani. I don't know who's going to take that one. That's a tough, tough one. And then we move on to the 14th as we have Ahimika versus Izumi. Oh, that's going to be good. That's going to be good. Julia versus Hanan. Again, boy, I mean, Hannah, she's she's in the fire with every one of these matches just because of how stacked this tournament is. And she's literally facing the best of the best. Mirai and Hazuki, that's probably i don't know match i'm looking forward to the most either mirai versus suzuki or not versus momo wantanabe i mean these hits keep coming we literally have in the next you know on the next four days three solid on the next five days three solid cards boy we are so so lucky and then of course we have coming up in a, in a week you know week weeks week and a half time stardom x stardom 2022. So I will go through now that we have five or four shows done. I will go through my top five matches. Number five, I, I didn't write any of these down, so I'm kind of just going off the top of my head. So bear with me. Number five, I am going to go with Kamatani versus Starlight Kid. Number four will be Starlight Kid versus Suzuki. Number three will be shuri versus azumi number two will be hazuki versus julia and number one will be shuri versus utami again these all i may change those tomorrow <laughs> without even watching the next show i mean those those are kind of just off the top of my head uh what i'm going with just because i'm trying to still even maybe even go back watching some of these matches with a little bit of free time that i have so uh, fantastic! Just a, a fantastic show, and I thank everybody so so much for listening and all the positive feedback that you give me and any of the, you know, any suggestions that I that uh that I've been getting. I you know I'm taking them into consideration on certain things and and really just anything I can do to help improve the show. And like I said, it's not just my show; it's your show as well. So, uh, thank you everybody. Thank you to the editor in chief, my man Sean. I know he's gonna be editing this podcast pretty much as soon as I uploaded, as uh, he's going. In the next day or two to New York City to go see I think you tell me you rage against the machine so enjoy that my friend I uh, rage one of my favorite bands in high school growing up I hope it's absolutely fantastic I hope you have a great time and get there safe and you get home safe and again you know I speak on the entire friends and family of the stardom cast i say thank you for everything that you do and making me sound somewhat halfway decent uploading these podcasts in such a timely manner i know you're such a busy guy and you've been doing such a great job you know with uh you know with taking this uh the stardom cast you know taking it to the next level And we're probably going to be doing i'll shine i will message you soon we're probably gonna be doing another watch along with him in the next day or two i have an idea of some or not day or two week or two he's like wait what you're probably editing this he's like wait what i'm busy uh in the next week or two you know i will uh, that we'll you know we'll have to talk about it but i have a really good idea another free watch along we did the um um my versus momo match um for the uh red belt that um he, ab- he absolutely loved and i know that's such great feedback everybody loved them on the show so hey let's let's get them back on let's get back on i might just have to bribe him some more pizza from pizza capital world old forts pennsylvania so i'm sure if his wife's listening to this, she's got a big smile on her face and the two thumbs up. So, hey, thanks, but I appreciate that. Thanks to all the Patreon listeners. Uh, greatly appreciate uh, the support as in the next week or two, the Hanakamura 2019 uh, five-star Grand Prix run will be up in your feeds. and At the end of the month, the Tony Storm 2017 five-star run will be up in your feeds as I will start that homework probably this weekend. Also, um, coming up on Monday, the next watch-along, Momo Watanabe versus Watani from the 2019 Five Star Grand Prix, as we are going to uh, stay with the Five Star Grand Prix theme on our weekly watch-alongs. And it seems that everybody seems to be enjoying that, because it seems like every time I log on to Patreon, we always have a few new Patreon members signing up to the Red Belt tier members. So I greatly su- appreciate the support. And tells me that you guys are watching the, uh, enjoying the watch alongs and I enjoy doing it. You know, I've been watching wrestling and talk about wrestling pretty much 90% of my life. So it's nice to have an audience all over the world. So I thank everybody so, so much. Any questions, comments, guys, please let me know Matt Turner. O F on Instagram and Twitter, or you can hit up the stardom cast on Twitter as I check that as well. Um, in about a week or so, the Matt Turner twentieth anniversary shirts will be uh, in my possession. I have some in black and some in white. If you look at the cover, you know, if you look, I uh, posted the picture on Twitter and Instagram, and I'll be posting it again soon. For all you comic book fans, if it looks familiar, what my my uh, my man Alex Sanchez, my artist, my go-to guy, did is he took the cover from Tales from Suspense, the very first Iron Man appearance of Iron Man, and uh, he basically just. Uh, put my stuff in there so if that's where that looks familiar that's where it's from if you want a shirt uh let me know you know send me a dm and as always uh, if anybody's ever ordered anything from me you know i always send some free extra stuff and some extra goodies so let me know um again matt turner of on twitter and the instagram but i think that's just about it folks as we're getting close to that hour mark so i thank everybody so much for listening let me know. Let me know what you guys, uh, who so far is your MVP. Give me your top three matches, four matches, five-star matches. What matches you're looking forward to the most coming up here, you know, in the next couple of days with these three loaded shows. Let me know if you think that Kari is going to take the white belt, as it looks like a lot of people I talked to, they thinking that she is. They think that she's going to. I'm saying it's not going to happen, but I've been wrong several times before. Let me know. Uh, like accept questions, comments, positive feedback, guys. Thank you so much. I love you guys just so much. Just the the positive energy I get from around the world from this podcast and just the positive energy from this fantastic promotion that is stardom uh, can't be understated. So remember, guys, we're all in this together and everybody's different. Everybody's special. Have a good day. Great night. Remember, Uncle MT loves you all.